This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm your host tonight. I'm hanging out with my boys, my three bros. We're going to be talking movies for the better part of the next... We'll see. We'll see how long this goes. An hour, two hours? We don't know. This is season one, episode 10. Is that my daughter in there? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's funny, but it can't be something that you do every week. Yeah, so all cards on the table. I I don't want that to be the tagline. I did it specifically to infuriate AJ. So (laughs) I hope it worked. Uh, I just wanted to do that, AJ. It had the opposite effect. I loved it. Oh, you you enjoyed that. You know what's funny? I actually watched the YouTube video earlier today just so i could try to impersonate it and then i looked down below at the comments and people were like this is acting at its finest and i'm like well you guys are fucking morons you know that that movie sucks all right sorry we're not going back that was two weeks ago talking about shitty movies two weeks ago tonight we're talking about fun stuff we have a really really interesting topic tonight i'm really excited for it really different for us outside of the box if you listen to the last episode You'll hear that uh, AJ explained it last week. It's his turn this week. Uh, I think it's a really good idea. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. It might take us a little while, but hey, I'm strapped in, baby. I got nothing to do. I'm on a long weekend vacation. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to talk some fucking movies. But as usual, let's go around the panel, introduce the players. Of course, like we do every week, I got to introduce my boy, my big bro, my co-founder, my COO. One of the best movie guys I know, Andrew Sherry. How you feeling tonight, kid? You know what? I don't have to answer to you. You ain't my bitch. <laughs> know what I'm saying? So shit, man. Fuck it. Mm, okay. I don't All right. Know that. Don't again. Don't say what movie because I'm gonna get upset because <laughs> that is a slam fucking dunk for me. All right. Uh, but I'm doing like... great. I'm doing great. Good. I'm super excited for tonight. Should be. Um, it, it's, uh, it could take us a while to get through all this, but I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We'll, uh, once I get uh, done with the introductions and a couple of little things, I will get back to you. You can explain it. It's going to be a really, really fun time. But let me swing around to my uh, podcast creator, my social media monster, crushing it on Instagram and Twitter, doing a great job. He is also, and most importantly, by far most importantly in this movie council, my chief boy toy, sexy motherfucker, Dan Sherry. How are you tonight, kid? What up? (laughs) You are are looking great over there. You're happy. You're slamming down some Sam Adams brick reds. You look tremendous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There's a glow about you tonight. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling a little better today. It's been a, a long week, but yep. we got a long weekend ahead, so I'm feeling good. Absolutely. Uh, happy to be here. And uh, while I got the mic, shout out real quick. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Movie Council Pod. And uh, send us an email, uh, Movie Council Pod at Gmail. And, you know, when you, after you listen to this episode, you got your movies you want to send to us, mm. let us know. Email us your movies. We'll read them on the air next week. Boom. That's a really good idea, actually, DP. Um, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that a little bit myself this week. All right. All right? Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, 
course, last but not least, let's swing it on down to Charlotte for my boy, my art director, my security director, another guy crushing it on social media, the sexy, sultry, handsome, Marky Bondurant. What's going on, man? Wow. Nice. Thanks for that intro. Mm. Much appreciated. Drew, what was uh, that movie from? I didn't recognize that. From the 40-year-old virgin. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Remember when, uh, when, when Jay's girlfriend finds the list from the speed dating? Yeah. Like, oh, you said this yeah, one yeah. had a hurting for a squirting. <laughs> that one? Yep. Oh, okay. I remember her. She was hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I got it now. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Marky, what's going good. on Thank tonight, you. man? You doing you doing uh, all right, yeah, man? Doing real good. We had a great steak dinner. Um, I got to see a, a really close friend of mine uh, earlier in the week. I drove all the way down to Lafayette, Louisiana. I went down there for work, but I got to hang out with him for a couple of days, so that was great. And yeah, saw some family and uh, feeling good tonight. Yeah, Marky, you sent me pictures <sighs> of those steaks you were you were having tonight. God, damn it, those look straight good. dinosaur sides. Yeah, that's. Uh... That's legit, man. I'm happy you had a good time. I had a good time. I'm on a long weekend vacation. I'm feeling great. Got a great topic tonight. That's why now I'm going to swing it back over to the man that has the topic this week, my co-founder, my COO, my big bro. AJ, talk to me about what the topic is this week. Explain it. And then uh, go into any other detail you have. I mean, I I know we didn't have any uh, research to do this week, which was actually kind of nice. Uh, no homework this week was it was a nice little thing um so just go ahead explain what it is and uh, how we're going to do this thing tonight this is on you you're running the show talk to me sure so a lot of people do this right like if you were stuck on a deserted island what five you know albums would you have with you what five movies would you so i switched up a little bit i asked you guys to come up with a list of five movies if the apocalypse were upon us and you were alone in your fallout shelter for the rest of your life. Uh, and you were able to snag five movies before you had to um, sequester yourself in your fallout shelter. What five movies would those be and why? So I thought what we would do is go around the panel and start talking about each movie individually on our list of five and why we picked it and um, why you can watch that movie forever. So... We didn't have to watch any movies this week. We just had to make a list. So yeah, these, these are already our faves. These are already our faves. Um, it's not necessarily movies that, you know, it's your top 10, top 20 movies. Yeah. It's, mo- it's replayability. It's movies yeah. that you can, in, you know, in a rotation of five that you can watch for the duration of your miserable post-apocalyptic life. Mm-hmm. Which is not too far from what we're dealing with currently. Right. Hmm. We're on our on way Earth. to there. Right. <laughs> but have a lot more access yeah. to a yeah. shit ton more movies. Yeah. So, yeah. So this, this might be more, uh, this might be more accurate. Uh, I think I have all of my movies on feature. DVD. So, yeah. I yeah. Which, is, which is great. Yeah. So I think what I'll do is we'll just kick it around the room here and we'll start with someone and I'll just pick you and then we'll go around and we'll just start talking about, um, we'll just start talking about these movies. So I want to kick it over to Dan to begin with. Yeah. What's the first movie oh. in the well, in gotta... the apocalypse? Hit me. All right. So I can be honest. My, my first thought was like, all right, how do I cheat this? Right. Like if I'm going to bring a DVD, just can I like grab the 
Infinity Saga box set of like 23 movies uh, as one, nerd. you know? I'm like, mm. all right, that's cheating. So I, I decided to go by like, you know, moods. So I'm thinking, you know, my first one, I'll, I'll tell you. What if I'm in the mood for like, you know, something kind of romantic and slightly funny I can watch with my lady friend that's in the apocalypse with me? Mm. So, so I went with a romantic comedy. Yeah. And I'm going to bring crazy stupid love with me. Oh, <laughs> wow. all right. All right. All right. Dude, I love this movie and yep. I never get sick of watching it either. Fucking Ryan Gosling is fantastic in this movie and Carell mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love this movie and you know what? It And it's fun and it's sweet and I can watch it all the time. So for, for my romantic moods, I'm bringing crazy stupid love. DP, let me jump in for a second. I fucking Romance. love that movie. I really do. It's uh it it's it's a good story too. Um, you know, especially for, you know, men who've had their hearts broken and things like that. Like the way uh, Steve Carell rebounds and he just becomes an absolute stud with with Ryan right. Gosling. But I love the cast too. I love Gosling. I love Carell. I love Emma Stone. I love Julianne Moore. Um, I, 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 it, it, that's a really good flick. And I got to say that scene at the end with the big brawl in the backyard right? is literally one of the funniest fucking We're things I've ever seen in my like, entire life. Oh, you're with Kevin, uh, with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so you're, uh, what I forget his name. Oh, at the moment. What's you're his name? so-and-so and he just like takes his ring off and walks yeah. over and okay. slugs him. Awesome. I yeah, love Dan, that. Hold scene. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to tell you his name because we, that uh, is yeah. so important. Hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. You are correct. So it, it's, he has like a but, weird, he has like a weird last name, Kevin. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah. It's, David Linhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Carell's been saying yeah. it all movie. Yeah. They keep I'm saying Lynn Hagen. Hagen. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's such a great, um, um, ensemble cast and it helps the, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. You know, game. Yeah, Quite dude. You, you want to know a funny story about that movie too? I, when I was living in my old apartment in uh, Woburn with 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 my with my ex, uh, one night my best friend randomly swung by. We were like him and his wife came by, and we were, and uh, I had that movie on. I remember my ex being like, "Come on, Pat doesn't want to watch this." And then he sat down and started watching that movie. About five minutes in, he was pissing himself laughing. And now it's one of his favorite movies. It's so watchable. It's so fun. It's such a good yes. time. That's a perfect pick for the apocalypse. I love it. I think that's Thank a you. tremendous pick, actually. I really, awesome. I, hadn't, I hadn't considered that film, but I'm a big fan. So, Marky, have you seen love it? Love it. That's, that's why I'm quiet. I actually haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. Put that on out. your list. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a couple scenes of it, and I remember thinking that the scene was okay. Like it was uh, like Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell at a bar, and he was. I think Steve Carell was like, I guess, just getting started, and like mm -hmm. the game, like trying to be all cool yeah. and stuff. And I remember thinking it was funny, but oh, I don't know sorry. why. I just never followed through and watched the rest of it. Yeah, it's an yeah. overall. It's very sweet. It's you know very funny. It's it's worth watching. Yeah, I think it. You'll I think enjoy it came it. out. I think it came out of, out at a time that I felt like Steve Carell was kind of on riding this wave, yeah. and I I kind of thought it was just a movie that they had uh, they were just kind of popular, you know, capitalizing on his popularity. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't really honestly give it enough of a chance. I'm sure it's good. I, yeah, I'll have to check it out sometime. Yeah. You know, what I actually just thought of guys before we move any forward. What if in some weird post-apocalyptic reality? the four of us were just stuck somewhere together. 
Well, mm. if we uh, each got I mean, our five movies, then... DP, I would be so excited that you ca- that you brought that movie to the fucking Fallout right. And I hope well, you see, guys don't pick the same five. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. I was actually figuring, right? Like, we'll all visit each other's Fallout shelters. <laughs> and so we kind of can watch all 20 movies with each other, yeah, you know? Yeah, so, so this is important yeah. to all of us. This is really... <laughs> This is really going to set the stage for how our post-apocalyptic life is going to be exactly. if we can hang out with each other. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll burrow holes to each other's follow chart. <laughs> right? Sha- yeah. Shawshank Redemption style. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. You better all have right. that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, right. I want to next kick it over to uh, to TW. Oh. What's your first movie in the apocalypse? So, AJ, the thing I, I tried to do was when you brought this subject up, I said, all right, I want to have a bunch of movies that, like, well, I want to have five movies that can kind of transcend a lot of different genres because if, if I'm feeling, what if I'm feeling horror? What if I'm feeling detective movie? What if I'm feeling comedy, uh, romantic movie, drama? You know, so what I tried to do is find movies that kind of crammed a couple of different genres into one. Um, an interesting approach. So with that being said, uh, my first movie is actually, it's, it's, it's a horror, it's a thriller, it's a detective movie, and it's got an unbelievable cast and an unbelievable director. It, it's uh, from 1995. It's David Fincher. It's Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey. Seven, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I wow, can watch that movie. One. I can watch that movie beginning to end in any scenario. Good pick. Anytime. Um, it is such an unbelievable story. And like I said, it scratches that itch for horror, yeah. thriller, detective. Plus, you have four Academy Award winning actors and actresses in that movie. And it is so fucking good. And it's directed by just an absolute stud in David Fincher. That's my first what? pick. One of my favorite directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were describing that, Timmy, of like, I wanted a movie that had all this. I was like, what kind of movie? I mean, Seven does. Is he talking about <laughs> Seven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean. It, it, it is It is a, a, a dark, rainy, morbid kind. Of, I mean, it's a, it's a dark movie. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the apocalypse, do you want to be promoting more darkness in your life? <laughs> No, no, I don't. And, and, and the rest, of the, for the most part, uh, the rest of what I got going on, well, no, well, you guys know me. So yes, I love fucking darkness. But uh, I do have some very nice, I have some very nice movies coming as well. I think if you really think about it, the first two movies that we picked, Crazy Stupid Love and Seven, could they be any, yeah. <laughs> any uh, polar, more ridiculous? Polar, ridiculous polar, the opposite. Dude, yeah. I love Seven, though. That is a great movie. Yeah, you can watch that time and time again. What's I in the box? Chills. What's oh, in the box? Man, yeah. that ending say, never gets old. That, that, that was exactly what I was going to say. No matter how many times I've seen Seven, the ending still fucking rules. Yeah. It's well, such right. a By good ending. By the way, Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt's an amazing actor. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh. And so uh, good guys, the, my favorite scene in that movie, though, is that scene where it, it's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. I, and that's another thing I love about that movie is their relationship, they really de- well. the way they develop in that movie where Morgan Freeman is ready to retire. They don't like each other, but then they end up having, you know, they, they, they get together and they really respect each other. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where they're, it's towards the end of the movie where they're walking in the station and they're talking about the case and they're, and they're so, they're walking and they're talking and they're so invested and what they're talking about, Kevin Spacey is literally 30 feet behind them. Yeah. And he's like, detectives, 
detective detectives and his fucking and his finger and his fingertips are all cut off and he's bleeding yeah. everywhere the first time i saw that movie i'm like that scene had me on the edge of the, my fucking seat like holy shit he's right fucking behind you that I like blew how my mind i Brad love Pitt. that scene it's one of my so favorite movies you know what you know what fincher does a good job always with his films is casting he smartly casts yeah. his movies yeah. that was brilliant. And that film was so perfectly casted Loved it. I, I love that in that scene, Brad Pitt draws his pistol on him. At that point, they're like yeah. really far away. He's like halfway up that staircase. Yeah. And he draws his pistol on him and everyone in the precinct is like, what the fuck are you doing? Because yeah. he knows he knows immediately at that point who, he, who it is, even though he walked right past him. Yeah. But, and he's like the total hothead. He's like, hey, put your fucking hands up like that. And yeah. that scene oh, is so intense. I, that movie is just, it's fucking timeless. It's so good. Yeah. Damn it, I want to go watch it now. Deserve yeah. more accolades, honestly. All right, can we pause the podcast for two hours so I can go watch <laughs> seven? <laughs> so good. So good. That's a good one. All right, so that's mine. That's my first. Love okay. it. All right, next. Marky. That's Hit me. me. All right, so this one, um, you know, when thinking about the list of five movies, I went through and came up with more than five, and I, I had to narrow it down. And really, what I realized when I picked my five I came up with uh, the movies that I know, like I, I quote the most, and I guess I've already seen like a lot, but I just want to watch them again and again. So all of mine are going to be this for me. And the first one is Anchorman. Yeah. So, you know, yes. just super quotable, just a hilarious movie. This is, uh, you know, just the perfect dynamic. It might be the first, I don't know, maybe, maybe they did some earlier work, but Adam McKay with Will Ferrell, you know, that ultimate just director-actor combo. Those guys just work together mm-hmm. so good. And Sam brought up to me uh, Step Brothers. So I was tossing back and forth, like Step Brothers, mm-hmm. Anchorman. But um, I had to go with Anchorman because that was, I, I, that's the movie that came out when I was in high school and I watched it a million times and I could watch it a million more. I quote it all the time. It's still hilarious. It's got a dynamite cast. It's, I feel like it launched somewhat of a career. I mean, they were already doing some stuff, but you know, that's when we really got a feel for like Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, um, David Kishner. Is that his name? The guy that plays Champ? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hilarious dude. Fred Willard. Hilarious. Everyone in that movie. And Catherine Hahn, she was, uh, I didn't really recognize who she was until more recently but she was in that. Um, but no, just all around super funny movie. It's incredibly ridiculous, but no one gets me like Will Ferrell. I can, inc- I'll laugh every time. Yep. Incredibly quotable too. Yes. Well, I, one of those things too, like it, it's one of those movies. If you ever go on YouTube and look up the bloopers for that movie, mm-hmm. it is one of the, it's as funny as the movie, the shit, because it, they it, it's clear that they let will ferrell especially just, just go off the yeah completely yeah. free ball it most of the time most of the shit that was flying out of him and christina applegate's mouths they they're just yeah. they were just, just saying shit and then adam mckay was going through and figuring out what he wanted to keep mm-hmm. which was the funniest it was so yeah. this so yeah. fucking so many great 80 percent of the time it works every time <laughs> sex panther sex panther was the name of my fantasy football team one year nice so was london gentleman of course it was <laughs> rick just killed a guy i saw that, saw that. <laughs> yeah it was with a trident 
Yeah. Like, we could do this. House. We could do a whole podcast yeah. with us just quoting Anchorman. Just, yeah. Just the, the scenes. There's, you know, they had a million scenes of Will Ferrell sitting at a desk with a glass of scotch that was either fake or not, and he's just rattling off random shit. I mean, they kept a bunch in the movie, but you know they've got to have like archives and like hours of him just riffing. Oh. Yeah. And, and can yeah. I can I sit not to promote another podcast because everyone should only be listening to us but yes, if you have true. time to listen to another podcast the ron burgundy podcast is oh, yeah. fucking hilarious yeah that's another yeah, thing burgundy's so he's got his own podcast it's since great. that movie that ron burgundy character has lived on oh you're yeah right, you're right dan more recently he's he's done that podcast which is great but even like years after that movie came out anchorman even mm-hmm. before anchorman 2 and i guess uh, some after Anchorman too, but he was appearing on like random uh, local news stations as Ron Burgundy and just yeah. going in as character. <laughs> I know he did it like in Australia. He may have been promoting a movie, but still like. There's actually, there's actually a YouTube video. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it or not, but it's, uh, it's Ron Burgundy trying out for sports center. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. You guys got to write that down. Look it up. It's hysterical. He, he, yeah, he just yeah, at one right point he's like, "Wait, this is this is this is a a sports station, sports news, twenty four seven. That'll never work." <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Check that out. Oh yeah. Well, and I feel like his character also Ron Burgundy uh, inspired some other characters. I I don't know. It, in my mind, I feel like it, you know, like Eastbound and Down. With Danny McBride, um, yeah. I know that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay were producers on that show, and I can't can't help but think that just that brazen assholeness kind of <laughs> led through. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so that's my uh, first. So I think that brings it brings that's it to awesome. AJ. That brings it to AJ. All right, so I'll uh, finish off the round with my first pick. So. I, similar to DP, I was thinking, you know, not that I have a special someone, but maybe I will come the apocalypse time. And I like a romantic comedy, something to, some kind of a little feel good, but also very hilarious, which includes uh, an actor that I'm very fond of. And I just wanted to find what I thought was his best film, a uh, unique film. So I picked for my first film, Groundhog Day. Nice. That was actually right, in my roster. Right. Yeah, I, that, I thought about that too. Very good. So, choice. yeah. So, Groundhog Day is just super rewatchable mm-hmm. and it's super quotable. And, and the best part about that is, you know, when you're in the apocalypse, it probably almost feels like you're living the same day over and right. over yeah. again. And, yeah. and to watch Groundhog Day, where he's living the same day, but he's changing, he's trying to change things as he goes and then he's you know falling in love with Andy mcdowell's character and and i just i love that movie top to bottom i just it's Agreed. one of my favorites and one of the movies that i i re-watch constantly yeah and that was one of my criteria yeah so you know the scene where he the iconic scene where he bashes the alarm clock that's going off I have that thought at least once a week during the work week <laughs> when my alarm clock is going off. I just picture Bill Murray in my head just smashing that alarm clock. Yeah, one of the things I one of the things I always thought about that movie, which I I, I kind of love, is do you, you remember the whole scene where he's courting? Um, oh God, what's the actress's name? 
Uh, I think Drew just said it. Oh, Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. I'm sorry. Um, he's courting her, right? And then, like, they keep – he keeps fucking up. And then they yes. try again, and they try again, and they try again. And for me, in my crazy brain, I kept thinking to myself, like, wait a minute. I know they're, like, skipping to, like, the next night when he's trying again, but that meant he had to go through the whole fucking day again yeah. do the same shit yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Sweet Vermouth rocks with a twist. Like, he had to keep ordering that drink. Day after day after day, but he also like earlier in the day. But earlier in the day, he had to go do the Groundhog Day uh, uh, podcast. The report, yeah, the report at the uh, at at the at the fairgrounds, and do the whole thing, and then go to the diner. Like they they broke that courtship down into like this, you know, the small period of time. But this was fucking weeks for this guy like over and yeah. over months and over. he had or to years. go for a whole day of doing the same shit just to fuck up again like, it was horrible yeah. As, i can again. tell i can tell why he wanted to kill himself so bad yeah but uh, an amazing performance by bill murray it just yes there's a lot of bill murray stuff out there that i could have picked and yeah. obviously come on kingpin or ghostbusters like there's bill murray gold out there everywhere yep. but this was really bill murray's show Groundhog Day, yeah. and I, that's why that, along with the fact that I just, I just dig how different the story was. It was unique, and it yeah. was well told. And I just, I don't know. I I fell in love with that movie the first time I saw it, and I it's never waned. And I think that's why I could watch it forever. And it's also it falls into our criteria that we've already kind of. I unofficially labeled what's part of you know these movies is that it's extremely quotable there's so many lines in that movie that you can, you can just wipe off every time yeah watch out for that second step it's a doozy, <laughs> doozy. <laughs> ned ryerson yeah phil phil Body connors DP, what do you DP, do you love groundhog day oh i absolutely love groundhog day, okay yeah. you've been kind of quiet this whole time. <laughs> side of your eye Side your eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that super cheesy, obviously like groundhog puppet when they when yeah, he steals it's the awesome. yeah. <laughs> going over the cliff. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah but I love Groundhog's Day, and, and I love it. It's like spawned off so many other movies. Like uh, there's one Maybe, on yeah. Hulu, Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. They did a horror movie, Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is actually pretty good. I don't yes, know if y'all have right. seen it. It's pretty I good. Made, I haven't seen it, but I think they made a second one. Yes, they, they did. did. Yeah. They did. Happy death day to you. Well, that's the thing. Terrible DP, like, name. Haven't seen it. So I don't like know, DP, the that's the thing. Like it, it, it's on paper when you look at it, it's supposed to be just like a silly ass comedy, but it's actually a brilliant fucking movie yeah. about a really, Absolutely really brilliant. a really, really yeah. flawed man trying to get it right. Yeah, yes. Being took him two yes. Hours. yeah, yeah. And then he finally do does get it right, and then things move on. Boom, him. back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, yeah, I love that. I love what that movie talked about. I, I, that's, but, it's definitely more than just a silly ass comedy, and it has a lot of. It's not a silly ass comedy. It's, but that's when you no. like on paper when Bill you think Murray, about it. It's Bill Murray. Yeah, like at the height of like his comedic genius, he's and just. I love it. It's it's one of those movies too where like the middle act is the best part like yes uh, you know build up in the beginning and it's got a a ribbon a bow on the end but the middle is like him figuring all this shit out and like the uh suicide montage and i mean yeah yeah comedy gold it's hysterical 
drops yeah. the fucking toaster in the goddamn yeah. bathtub. You just see the right. lights flicker in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the toaster from like the buffet downstairs. Yeah, he just I, walks I, I, out I, with it. I love the night he's just dominating Jeopardy. What are the finger lakes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, I can watch yeah. that movie for until the yeah. end of time. So. It's, it's amazing. All right, AJ, so that, AJ, great pick. So that yeah. that wraps up round one. Okay. Okay. Round like one. It. So round one. Let's recap. DP picked Crazy Stupid Love. Love it. I did. It. Uh, TW Seven, directed by David Fincher. Marky Anchorman, which I've I constantly quote myself. Yeah. And then I picked uh, Groundhog Day. So very, we had a few comedies and a very dark movie. Yeah, very yeah. typical. Yeah, I, I clearly have problems. You, if you know, yes. I don't, yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if we need to do. I mean, we can if you guys want, but like a, a five star rating on these, like you know, because we're all gonna we're gonna rank these super high. These are all the movies that we love. Yeah, like, there's no point. These are all. Yeah, yeah. These are all minimum fours. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not bringing any two stars. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. that noise. Yeah. Yeah, no way. So I think we could so, round two. Let's yeah. move on to round two. DP, kick us off. All right, you got it. So, uh, again, I, I needed something if I was in a different mood. But again, like Tim was saying, I wanted to serve multiple purposes. So I was thinking, I need an action movie. But I also need a Christmas movie. So I'm bringing oh, motherfucking yeah. Die Hard. Baby. Nice, dude. Oh, <laughs> Love Hell it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's perfect. Dude, dude I didn't dude, think about you that. You can't get sick of Die Hard. I thought of Die Hard. I did. If I would have thought of Die Hard, I would have had it on my list. That's great. Right? Love Die Hard, dude. Every time I watch it, it's just as fun. You know, again, super quotable. So many mm-hmm. great lines that have like permeated pop culture too you know yippee kaye yeah. motherfucker became a yeah. thing so yeah. welcome yeah. to the party pal yeah so good <laughs> i do that shit to people all the time dp you want you want to know who my favorite character in that movie is you, you, you're gonna love it uh argyle no the, it's, the limo driver <laughs> i do like argyle but my boy ellis oh yes he's doing the coke in the bathroom in front of oh him. yeah yeah and he's like, right, he's let like, me tell you something, baby. Hans, <laughs> Hans, baby. I'm your white knight. I fucking love that guy. He's such an asshole. Dude, he's Ellis rules. <laughs> and nah, he's like so it, such the prototypical 80s coke dude, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but, total but I just, just yeah. it kind of ushered in that like slacker hero, like the not slacker hero, but you no, know, you're right. But yeah, but every uh, man Willis, hero. Yeah, every yeah, man yeah. hero. Yeah, AJ, Bruce that Willis. kind of AJ, that kind of flawed hero, you know. Yeah, like, yeah the flawed know, hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, yeah, he is just a uh, uh, John McClane. In a, by the time he gets to Die Hard with a Vengeance, he's just a fall down drunk at that point. Yeah, like, right. He's just, like, he's just a fucking mess of a human being in general. But you love him in that movie because he's such a badass. We yeah. sends the dude down in the chair with the I've got a shotgun now. Ho oh, ho I've, ho! Now oh. I've got a machine gun. Yeah, oh. yeah. machine gun. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh badass! What an awesome movie that's yeah. you know i've I learned uh quite a bit about that movie on some like netflix series it was like i think it was one of those things it's like movies that made us or something like that yeah mm-hmm. and they talked about that movie i didn't realize you know because that movie came out uh what like uh mid 80s early 90s late yeah, 80s like 86 yeah mid 80s yeah so yeah that's i was born in 86 um that movie i didn't realize at the time bruce willis was just known for uh 
Moonlighting. Yeah, he was in Moonlighting, a great yeah. TV show. Yeah, just, in just campy TV shows. And so when he, he got that role, they didn't have his face on the poster because they were, like, afraid that, like, you know, like, oh, shit, we're putting this guy, this, like, rom-com TV show guy in this movie. But as soon as it, people started watching it in theaters, they just loved it. And they immediately put his face on the poster, and he just turned into an action guy there on out. Made yeah. his whole career. Yeah. yeah. So, so fun fact about that, right? So the movie is based on a, like on a detective novel, right? Uh-huh. And apparently the rights had initially got sold uh, to the studio with uh, Frank Sinatra in mind to play the lead role. What? So what? even in 86, they had to offer Sinatra the lead role. And oh, luckily he turned time? it down. Yeah, way too old to be John McClane. Yeah. God, that would have been yeah. horrible. Yeah, so he turned it down because, you know, they waited till 86 to make it, and so they were able to give it to uh, Bruce Willis. Also, Alan Rickman as the bad guy was yeah. oh, he just was dynamite. Awesome. So good. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Oh, Hans Gruber. One of the all-time great villains of film. Yeah. yeah. Like, right up there with Darth ass. Vader is oh, Hans Gruber. Oh, he was just a cold prick. Yeah. When he he does killed my boy accent. Ellis. Yeah. Yeah, he does, oh, the Ameri- yeah. he does the American accent when he's up there with uh, John McClane and they're just mm-hmm. like shooting the shit, sharing a cigarette. Yeah. And he like reads the name. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. It's an awesome movie. Great pick, mm-hmm. DP. I he love pulls it. the gun on him. He's like, oh, what do you think? I'm stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so bullet tons. Really great pick, DP. That was. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so that's also one of those, right? If you're in the apocalypse. It's like an adrenaline booster. Yeah. You watch that movie. And now I'm going to go out and forage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just got the mindset of John McClane. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Just don't go out out barefoot. Yeah. (laughs) Shoot the glass. (laughs) Shoot the glass. All right. TW. TW. Pick number two. Okay. So. So again, I try to combine a couple of uh, genres that I love. Uh, it, this is definitely not as heavy as seven. Of my first I love the thing. thought process though. So yeah. So what I decided was, can I get a sports movie, comedy, love story all in one? And I absolutely can. It's one of my favorite movies from 1989. Tom <laughs> Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Corbin Burnson, Major League. Wow. That's my number two. And I know, AJ, you're a massive fan. Big Major League fan, yes. Yeah, this that's guy's a, dead. Yeah, I mean, it has legitimately some of the most quotable lines of any fucking movie I've ever seen. And one of the things I love about this movie so much, because I, I played baseball my whole life, up, you know, up through college. Uh, I, I, it, it I'm one of those like kind of baseball purist geek type guys. That movie is the best depiction of actual baseball that you'll mm-hmm. ever see because you know, a lot of other movies, you know, will take some liberties with baseball and things like that. Major league does not. They, they do. They have all these little like subtle things in the movie. Uh, first of all, they never bat out of order. It's always uh, Willie Mays Hayes leads off Corbin. Uh, uh, sorry, Jake Taylor bats second Corbin Burns in third uh, uh, Serrano bats cleanup. They never throughout the movie in any of the games break the order. Like they, that's always there. You have little nuances too. Like at the end when, uh, when uh, Rick Vaughn throws that fucking fastball to get the strikeout, you see Jake Taylor standing all the way up 
with his like he wants the ball up. He's asking for it up. Yeah. Jason Veritek for the Red Sox used to do that Always. same shit yes. all the time. And then that play at the end when they won, the fucking the the Tampa Bay Rays tried that on the Red Sox like years huh. and years and years ago. <laughs> it didn't work, but it's it's a very classic baseball play where the guy tries to steal. He he starts running. He goes to the move from second. The batter drops down a bunt. The throw goes to first, and the guy comes around third and tries to score. It's a classic baseball play, and that's everything about the movie is just so uh, it's so structured towards baseball, and uh, it, it just it, it it's so pure. It's fucking be- first of all, Major League Two absolutely sucks. It's like one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. Um, but not you know, just a- pure to baseball though; it's a hilarious movie. Too. It's hysterical. It's got a great love story between uh, uh, Rene Russo and Tom Berenger. Um, it, it, so, literally, you get a movie that you can watch a watch a feel good sports movie, laugh your balls off, and get a good little rom com out of it too. It's a really, really productive movie. So, that's my pick. I love Major League. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big that's fan a- as well. You know, that's another one that. Uh- I know I've seen scenes from, but I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through and not, not intentionally. It's just something that like, I just haven't given the time. I need to check it out. Great flick. DP loves it too. I do. It's yeah. I, I've down. watched that movie countless times. And you never get sick of it, dude. Dude. Charlie Sheen is fucking hilarious in that movie. Hysterical, like, dude. It, it was it. Charlie what? Sheen had that stint where he was like a comedy actor. Yeah. And then and he, you know, had his eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember he gives up the grand slam to Clue Hayward, then absolutely drills the next guy like right between the shoulder <laughs> blades, like, and he gets fucking chucked from the game. It's absolutely hilarious. It's just, it's just such a good. Like you can watch the, I can watch the end of that movie right now, and the hairs would stand up on the back of my neck when Willie Mays says just slides in where the catcher's trying to tag him and, and they win. It, like, to this day, that's still, that still gets me going. It's fucking great. Nice. And if Love we're it. in the apocalypse, we're going to need to feel good at some point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, so that's pick number two for TW. Let's move it over to Marky. What do you got for your second pick? All right. So, uh, in the same kind of mind you know uh, thought process as uh dp and tw i think you know i've I was trying to uh break up the genres a little bit in my movie movie list so this next one i might catch a little bit of shit from from you guys but to me this movie has a uh, good drama great soundtrack good action great story um TW, you might drill it for some historical inaccuracies, but I don't care. I'm not that big of a history buff. Mm-hmm. And came out in 1992. It's got a dynamite cast. I just always get chills in the final scene. This movie is The Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day Lewis. Wow. And that's, that's a movie that I guess I, I watched when I was really young, and it was like, uh, it just kind of made an impression on me. I just I think like the scope of the the travel that the main characters make where you know they start out and they they go off and they come home and it's burned down and they they start chasing people and then like somewhere through the movie they're just chasing somebody 
for like the whole time and they end up making it. And it's also, it might have something to do with the fact that it was filmed in my home state. And I've been to a lot of the locations where this movie is, was filmed. I've seen, you know, Chimney Rock and these other areas multiple times. So, and I used to, I went to school at uh, Appalachian State. And so I used to hike around these mountains and I've had that soundtrack in the back of my head when running through the hoods, thinking of like Magua and the Indians chasing people. But I just love the action in that movie. I love like the cold blooded nature of it. And like I said, just the buildup to the final fight scene when Magua faces down with uh, Chingat Cook, the like old man Mohican. And it's so badass. Just like Magua's been murking everybody the whole movie. And then old man Chingat Cook comes rolling up and beats him in three moves and doesn't get touched. And it's, you know, it's moving. It might be cheesy to some people, but to me, I feel like this story is moving, you know, the, the sacrifice and the people that, uh, that, uh, you know, just laid, lay the road for the rest of the characters that can keep moving forward. So I, I always liked that movie and I could watch it time and time again. And just thinking about it right now, I'm getting chills. So that's, that's mine. So, so Marky, I, I will say I'm not going to shit on that movie because I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Never seen the you last know. of the Mohicans. Um, really? But Daniel Day Lewis is all three of you guys raising yeah, your hand. Yeah, seriously. Never I've, seen, never, I've seen never seen it. it. Wow. I read Day, the book as a kid. I remember Daniel reading the Day book. Daniel Day Lewis but, as the lead and yeah. Michael Mann as the director. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty badass. But you know what? If we're speaking apocalypse, that's a great thing. These three motherfuckers never seen it, so at least that'll be something new. Yeah. Right. As I crawl uh, through my tunnel to get to your Fallout shelter, I'll be psyched to see a new movie. Fuck yeah, I've nice. never seen it. I can't talk shit. I know it um it was a, a pretty a somewhat at least somewhat popular movie when it came out, but yeah, I've just I've never seen it. And you know, I think some of the flack that it gets is that uh I believe it's you know, I I'm not very familiar. I, I think it follows follows somewhat some uh actual uh real life battles. And I think like, you know, some real history snobs kind of like, you know, that didn't happen, that not that part. But it's good. I mean, it's you know, there's an alliance. There's there's several different Indian tribes, and there's the British and the French, and these different Indian tribes have alliances with the uh, different countries, and then there's the Americans that are uh, kind of the, the caught in the middle, and uh, Daniel Day Lewis plays this character who are, he's a, obviously a white man, but he's an adopted son of the Mohicans, and in this movie, there's only a handful of Mohicans left, and there's like some infighting in the tribes. Um, the British and the French are at war, which also have the Native American tribes fighting, uh, killing each other. And then, the, yeah, it's just a, a good, like, I wouldn't say revenge, but there's some of that. But it's like, I don't know, just uh, there's a dash of a love story. Not very good. That's not mm-hmm. like the main part. But yeah, just powerful soundtrack and extraordinary filming locations like where the places they shot just gorgeous gorgeous mountains of uh north carolina and you really do get the sense of you know the the costumes are very much time appropriate and just the way these characters travel through the woods and these forts that they go through and the shit that they have to put up with it's uh and that might kind of play in with the uh, apocalypse you know yeah how to definitely. make like a buckskin coat kind of shit yeah <laughs> But now, if you guys haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. It's a it's a bit of a long movie, but I'm putting I it on think the it's list. good. I got it on the list already. 
I'll see it. All right, Drew, what you got? AJ? All right. AJ. Thanks, Marky. <clears throat> Just because it's obvious doesn't mean it shouldn't be on the list, right? So sure. my next pick. I picked this movie just because it's one of my favorites and it's the, in my opinion, the best film from one of my favorite directors. So it's something that I would always watch no matter what. And the reason I picked it was because I needed a movie from this director because I don't want to be in my follow shelter watching movies for the rest of my life without a movie from this director. I have to have one of his films. Uh, no. No, I know what it is. So it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, wow. Yeah, I it's, knew it. I it's knew called it. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Whoa. of course. Never heard of, of it. Of course. So just because it's obvious doesn't mean we shouldn't put it on the yeah. list. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. You, need the, you so, need the classics. So Pulp Fiction is my favorite Quentin Tarantino. I mean. I think you're right. It's probably, it's probably arguably the best Quentin Tarantino right. film. So... The, the, the reason I picked it was I love all Quentin Tarantino films. I could have picked any of them. But this is one of the most quotable Tarantino films yeah. out there. And, and every single scene has that moment in it. You know, it's a total ensemble cast. And there's tons of actors in it. And there's tons of different things going on. But every single scene is special, in my opinion. Very much agreed. You know, I, when uh, leading up to tonight's topic, I actually uh, had Tarantino movies running through my mind. I thought about every Tarantino movie and I decided to pass on it just because I honestly could have picked like pretty much any of his to throw in my five. Like I, I do love watching his movies, man. It was Dude. either it was either Pulp Fiction or Inglorious Bastards for me. So yeah. I went with Pulp Fiction. I legit had Reservoir Dogs on mm -hmm. my list, but then I thought, you know what? I'm going to visit the other Fallout shelters. Someone else will have Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> so I took Reservoir nice. Dogs so, off. So I, got, so I got Pulp Fiction. So you want to come into my place yeah. and yeah. watch Pulp Fiction? We, yeah. we got this. So yeah, guys, we got perfect. this. Pulp Fiction yeah. has I'll, I'll, I got the popcorn. We're ready to go. <laughs> Pulp Fiction has – it has, like, some of the most, like – quotable lines too and the fact that like you can you can throw out random lines to anybody and they'll know what the fuck you're talking about like i i randomly sent my buddy christian the other day i sent him a text that just said a felt pen a fucking black magic marker and immediately <laughs> one of my favorite he, scenes he one of my favorite a, scenes when me wallace is yeah. OTing. he sends me a text back that just says don't bring some fucked up bitch to my place <laughs> The thing about Pulp Fiction right, was that the second uh, feature film from Quentin Tarantino. And it's... Was it? Yes, after Reservoir Dogs. So mm. it Reservoir Where's Dogs... Where's Brown fall on that? After, yeah, that's after. Right after Pulp yeah. Fiction. Really? And so Pulp Fiction in the 90s came on the uh, early 90s? Mm-hmm. Was it? 92? Yeah. Yeah, 92 like maybe? 92, 93? Right. I I saw I so, you, I went to the movie theater with uh, Scott Freeman and saw this movie. So that's how long ago it was. But, wow. but for for the nineties, for that time frame, right? It was unique. It oh, was God, different. Yeah. There was nothing like it out there. Quentin Tarantino was so different from everybody else from a directing mm -hmm. standpoint, from a 
writing standpoint, from a creative standpoint, that it just blew people's minds. And I don't want to go into the apocalypse without that movie. I don't blame yeah. you. I don't blame you. I would definitely, great. I would definitely crawl a couple hundred meters over to your place to fucking watch that anytime. Meters. Shelters. In our theoretical fallout shelters, am I still in North Carolina? Am I going to have to trek like a thousand no, miles? No, 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 no. You're close. You're close. Okay, good. Yeah. No, yeah. well, if you are in North Carolina, we would have like this Hyperloop thing nice. set up. An Elon Musk. Just zip yes. right down. Tunnel. Elon. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Elon's going to hook us up. We're yeah. good. Big time. Hell Big time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so one last thing on Pulp Fiction, too. As far as like the reach, uh, you know, pop culture wise in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Captain America movie, Nick Fury, played by Sam Jackson, fakes his own death. And so they show his headstone in the cemetery and it says Nicholas J. Fury. And underneath it says, you know, Ezekiel... Twenty-five, seventeen. The path of the righteous man. Oh, nice! Oh, Doc, that's Doc. awesome. Dude, it was fucking badass. <laughs> that's so awesome. I love that. So, that's, but, that's all a right, fun little Easter egg. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, we swinging it around again, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, so two rounds down. I yes, think sir. we got some amazing films. Yeah. Uh, DP, you had Crazy Stupid Love and Die Hard. What's your third? pick round three let's go dp okay so i needed just a straight up comedy and I was trying to it, like i narrowed it down and i was trying to decide do i want to go with you know like the funniest jokes i want to go jokes per minute it, it was hard to say so i kind of went with the one that i thought had the funniest jokes per minute and i'm gonna bring the movie airplane Nice. I thought about that one. Right? Yes. It's one of those ones that, like, I've been watching it since I was a kid. And it still makes me laugh to this day. It's been 30-something years I've been watching this movie. And I still laugh every time I see it. It is so funny. I think think that's an amazing pick. Oh, When when I'm at work sometimes, we'll have the workroom closed and I'll open the door and look into the room and be like, hey, I just want to wish you all luck. We're all counting on you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best best joke in that movie. It just never stops. Leslie Nielsen is amazing. I was going to say, that's his name, right? Leslie Nielsen or Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen, yeah. Nielsen. He has the best deadpan delivery. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, I'm uh, D- serious. And stop calling me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> DP, I love that movie. I mean, that's one of those ones we grew up watching with Dad. Dad yes, used to like absolutely. borderline. Dad used to borderline piss himself watching that movie. <laughs> he loved that slapstick, silly ass comedy. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, it, it's not for everybody. I remember working um, a job that I had. I worked with a, a guy who was who was older who saw that movie like when it came out in the movie theaters, and he said that like a quarter of the movie theater like walked out they hated huh. it but the people that, that were there were like like rolling in the fucking aisles that it was so goddamn funny yeah. it's not for everyone yeah but it is absolutely a... hysterical like dude is it is it airplane one or airplane two when they go that guy goes and picks up 
uh, that guy at his house and they're driving and they're yeah, running over people. One. They're, they're, <laughs> they're like, he hits the guy on the bike and then the yeah. Indians are chasing him and yeah. shit. Like, and he picks just, up Rex Kramer. Yeah. That's <laughs> is, it, is it also the same? It's airplane one, right? Where uh, like that old pilot is walking through the terminal of the airport and people keep coming up to him yes. and he's like <laughs> pushing them out of the way. Yeah. And then eventually he just starts punching them and like throwing yeah. elbows. Jehovah's Witness, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's become like a meme now yeah. online. <laughs> oh, it's a great that. pick. My God, I love that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah great pick. Not, not one I would have thought of, but I will crawl to your yeah. bunker. Yeah, right? absolutely. Nice. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> So, like I said, I hadn't narrowed down to a couple other comedies, and I'm kind of banking maybe one of you has picked one of the other ones. I did. Me too. So there's, there, there's one. There's one that I I, I think AJ is going to pick, and if he doesn't, I'm going to be really sad that I, I right? rolled the dice on. Yeah, this. and and if that's the case, we might as well just leave the fallout shelter and kill ourselves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Just 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 succumb to whatever the fuck is out there murdering everyone. Right, right. <laughs> Zombies is my yeah okay. Gonna <laughs> yeah. be COVID twenty. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So Tim. Yes, sir. Seven and Major League were your first two. What's your third pick? Okay, so I was going back and forth on this one because I know what my last two are because they're two of my favorite movies that I'll need. But this one was kind of in that same conversation we were having about, uh, you know, having good picks and variety and things like that. So it was going to be the movie Scrooged, uh, but DP, DP picked a Christmas movie and AJ, you picked a Bill Murray movie. So I don't need Scrooge now. All right. So I went, I, I went with the other one that I went with and this was, and we've talked about this in the past. There are certain movies that are out there, whether they're like comedies or whatever they are, but in my case, it's comedy. There are movies that helped you through a tough time in your life. There are movies that you watch when you're, when you're struggling a little bit. And this was a movie for me because at the time this movie came out and I fell in love with it, I was going through a really, really rough breakup. And this movie really, really helped me get through it. And this movie is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nice. This is one Whoa. of my favorite fucking movies of all time, 2008. Um, it's it's Jason Siegel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, Russell Brand. Uh, it's uh, if, it's, you and I have watched it together. Yeah, it, it's 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 uh, an absolute awesome movie. Uh, it's it's directed by Nick Stoller, but it is um, it's produced by Judd Apatow. Uh, but Jason Siegel actually wrote it. It's nice. it's a really really great. First of all, it has all our like. There was a very. Um, specific era of comedy in these last i don't know 15 years that had like steve carell and paul rudd and uh seth rogan and jonah hill and and jason siegel and 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 some of them get into this movie um and it's it's such a fucking hilarious movie but it's also an amazing story about a guy who went through the worst fucking breakup of his life goes on a vacation and ends up in the same place that the girl that just broke his heart is and she's with another guy and just the way he gets through it and meets Mila Kunis and it's just like 
great it's it's just a really great story it's an unbelievably watchable movie but it may it's it's definitely one of those feel-good ones too so i really love that i that's that's a movie that if i was in my fallout shelter i would throw that on every night when i was going to sleep because i love having the tv on when i go to bed that's one of those movies that i can watch over and over again put it on fall asleep it's the best i love to see seagull's painter that's that's part part of it that's part of it it's impressive it, it yeah. is impressive. I will no, give that, that is, motherfucker that. That is he, a hilarious movie. I watched I'm it a hu- times. I'm a huge Forgetting Sarah Marshall I, fan. Yeah. He's, I, no, I, he's no Michael Fassbender. You're right. <laughs> Dude hangs dong. Yeah. yeah. AJ, no, what do you think? I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. It's one of my favorite, I guess you call it romantic comedies, but I'll comedies, so. um, that uh, contemporary comedies, um, I love it. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Jason Siegel. Yeah. So, and he and he's in every scene basically. So yeah, and that I, work that works for me really well. That makes sense that he wrote it. I didn't I didn't uh, know that originally, but I could have guessed that now because I feel like that's that's around the time where Jason Siegel started to kind of like stand out and make a name for himself as more than just an actor. Right, like he, uh, I don't know how, I don't know if he ever really directed anything, but he was doing music. He plays a person that does music in that movie, but he did like the music and I think also wrote like a Muppets movie that came out did. Not too terribly yes. long after that. Right. It was really good too. It was, yeah. I liked that Muppets movie yeah. too. And not for nothing, you can tell he wrote it too because the, 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 the character of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he does the vampire play with puppets. Yes. He actually awesome. did that. That was his dream when he first went out to Hollywood was to do a puppet vampire play. Nice. Uh, so that's why it, it ended up in that movie. And it's just... It's so good, and, and there's so many. I'm all I'm all about the quotable lines, like that scene um, where that that they're at that luau, and Seth, uh, sorry, Jonah Hill goes to take his plate away, and he's like, "Oh, I just sat there." I was like, "Yeah, I'll just go fuck myself." That part, <laughs> I, I send that meme to somebody at least three times a week. If I send someone a text and they don't they don't respond within an hour, I send that. I'll just go fuck myself, Jonah Hill, like to, to, like immediately. So it's another, and who knows if our cell phones are gonna work when we're in the apocalypse, but I will send that meme as long as our phones Just draw a picture of it and mail it to us. <laughs> <laughs> send it through the tunnel. TP, do you, do you, have you seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I have, and yeah. I do. I also love it. I find it super impressive that Russell Brand is actually kind of likable and yeah. fun so in this movie. Likeable. Like, yeah. oh, he's, like he's I thought he was a complete douchebag, and then I see him in this movie, I'm like, oh. He ain't so bad. He's Hysterical. pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. But I will, I will tell you, I, I read some things about that movie, and uh, part of the reason that he ended up doing Get Him to the Greek with Jonah Hill was that Jonah Hill was one of the few people on the set that could deal with him and forgetting Sarah uh, Marshall. Uh, he was such uh, an asshole. Right, now, really? that's what I read. I can't corroborate that. That's not gospel. I'm just well, saying he, that's what I read. If you've ever heard Russell Brand speak at length on any kind of like uh, podcast or something. I he, have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to quote Timmy, he seems a bit insufferable. Like he yeah. just, he oh, rants yeah. and doesn't yeah. take a break or a breather. He just, da 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 Yeah, he's insane. He's insane, so. But that's my movie. I love that flick. Like I said, if we're in the apocalypse, that's the movie. When I'm going to sleep at night, that's the movie I'm throwing on to fall asleep. To. Oh, I, I, I love the reasoning, and I love forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm a huge fan. Um, Sir. All right. So that's uh, movie number three for T.W. Markey. Hit me 
What's your third movie? <laughs> All right. So I did Anchorman, The Last of the Mohicans. For my third movie, um, you know, I want to go action. And I want to go full throttle gasoline or can you even say guzzoline? A little inside joke. I don't think any of you guys would have picked this movie. But I'm going with Mad Max Fury Road. That's the most mm. recent one. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2015. Directed by George Miller. Uh, I think he even did the uh, story wrote it for that one too. He's you know the guy that did all the original Mad Max movies, which I loved. And this one, this Mad Max movie, was for a fan of Mad Max movies. This one was just everything that you could hope for that he would make. Like it's what he would have made earlier in the 80s and 90s, but now it's 2015. He can use a huge budget, all the special effects. This story isn't the deepest, but it is just badass, just over the top adrenaline action. And, you know, they built all the hot rods for this movie. They crashed all the hot rods for this movie. The explosions, like, they just go over the top. Yeah, AJ. I love Mad Max Fury Road. Thank you. Yeah. And not only, much- do I lo- not only do I love Mad Max Fury Road, but I love Charlotte Theron, yeah. Furiosa. Like, I just love Furiosa. her so much. So, She's and also, amazing. The bad guy, Hugh Keys Byrne, is the name that plays in Morton Joe, the bad guy. He was one of the bad guys in the original Mad Max movies. He was Toe Cutter. I did not know that. Yeah. So George Miller is recycling like a bad guy, but now, he, you know, it, the characters are like super unique. Obviously, the reoccurring character is Mad Max. It used to always be Mel Gibson. Now it's played by Tom Hardy. And Love Tom, Tom Hardy. Yeah. And Tom Hardy just is, he's super, he's such an aggressive like physical actor and i feel like in this movie some of the other cast probably didn't have the best time with him while shooting this movie because it really looks like he tackles the shit and punches the fuck out of people and just the like i said the the cars the chases the crashes the explosions love this movie and this is an apocalyptic apocalyptic movie so if i watch this one during sure is yeah during our bunker maybe i can pull some tips learn how to make uh my own war rig and figure out how to you know go across the sands or whatever apocalypse that we're dealing with but i've i found myself this isn't super quotable i mean there definitely are some but i have when we're thinking about movies that we uh want to take in the bunker and i was thinking about movies that i've watched a lot and i don't mind watching again and again this is one of them i've seen this movie like 10 times and if I stumble across it, then I'm going to watch it again. I love this movie. Yeah, that's what the, that's what this is all about, really. Yeah, yeah Marky, uh, once again, man, I'm a cunt because I haven't seen this movie. And, well, I mean, you uh, threw well, out some movies well, that you, I haven't well, seen. Well, you, you actually should. I know. Literally, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it's 97% from the critics. Yeah. Wow. 85%, okay, awesome. 85% from the audience, but that's probably just both of the, I prefer the fucking one from you. Yeah. Whatever. You're no, it's saying, an amazing thing. I will. Can I? I will uh, DP, real quick, yes, but DP, um, there's a kid that I'm looking at that's in this movie who plays somebody named Nux. His name is yeah. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. He is He's in a movie. Now. 
he's in a movie called Warm Bodies. Uh, it's an, a vampire movie, which I almost considered putting on my top five because I thought about putting a vampire movie on, and that's one of my favorites, other than uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is better. Um, but Nick Holt, I loved him in Warm Bodies. I have not seen Fury Road. I'm a cunt. I will see it. I put it down on the list along with The Last of Mohicans, but uh, I, I will get to it. HR is going to be up your ass the next week. For what? Saying that word, word. you keep saying. I'll fire RHR person, my sister. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that cunt can suck a dick. Yeah, DP. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go again. I DP, was going to say. Have- in the intro, that we didn't have any letters from HR this week. But anyways, DP, Ooh, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Haven't seen it either? Uh, no, I have seen it. Mm. And a couple of weeks ago when we did movies we hate that mm. everyone loves, I had to flip a fucking coin between Casino wow. and Mad Max Fury thought, Road. Here we go. I'm thought- sorry. It was like a fucking two-hour Guar video. No, I I don't know why everyone loved it so much. I thought it was That's a great reference, by the way. Great (laughs) reference. Um, No, I thought I remembered one of you guys at some point uh, saying they didn't like it. I can't remember. Yeah, that was me. It didn't do it for me. Maybe I need to see it again. I just saw it the one time. I was like, what the fuck is the fuck about this movie? Yeah, so, right? I mean, to to your point, DP, it doesn't necessarily have a point. Yeah, like, like the beginning of the movie, Mad Max gets captured, and he's, like, just feral. He's like, fuck you, fuck everybody. And then, like, he just gets taken on this ride, and the rest of the characters are trying to get from one point to the other. And he just goes full-on berserker, breaks free, and just starts fucking shit up. And then he has to, like, help the people to, like, escape. And then he kind of has, like, a little bit of a conscience. And it, if you hadn't seen any of the other Mad Max movies... It, you don't need to, but it right. also kind of plays into a little bit of the character of uh, Max. Uh, I, sh- I forget yeah. his full name. It's like Matt Kizatowski, Kizatowski, something like that. It's the yeah, original Max ones are very movie or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. The original hey, ones are very weird, but the idea is that he's uh, lost Yahtzee. so many people along the line that he uh, just has no sympathy for human life anymore and he's just a, a brutal brutal person but he finds a little bit of humanity along the way and starts helping people in that sense it's a help but hey i tell you what when we're in the bunker and there's nothing else to do i'm probably going to enjoy it like i said if you come like a two-hour guar video it. but when i got nothing else to do why not watch two hours of guar so yeah. fuck it <laughs> so it's got a great soundtrack all right, Another so, movie that's just got a fun soundtrack. So, so that brings that brings us to AJ. What's your number three? So, my third pick. I wanted to go back to like a, I don't know, uh, something a little lighthearted, something a little more upbeat, something uplifting, okay. and also something that I don't know had some some music that I love, so that when I'm in the apocalypse, I can like. I can I can harken back to music that I love, and the music in this movie is amazing. The performance from the lead is inspiring for whatever reason, but I love this movie and I could watch it forever. And it's School of Rock. Oh, Ooh. nice! Love that. That's a great pick. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. Oh, God, I such a great love movie. That movie. Yeah. 
And it's inspired. There's a, a I watched fucking... it yesterday for crying out loud. I watch it all the time. It was on Broadway. Just, they did made a play. Yeah. That it was on Broadway. Yeah. It was doing unbelievably well. It's such a great story, and uh, oh yeah, dude, I can watch that over and over and over again. Without, mm-hmm. I can watch it a thousand times and not get sick of it. So you can come to my bunker and watch it. Fuck yeah, yeah I will. And dude, Jack I Black lo- is so like endearing. In that movie, and like, oh, yes, so yes, fucking likable. Yeah, oh, God, God, he was great. And they use, like, other than uh, Miranda Cosgrove, iCarly, there, the other kid actors were actual musicians. They had you know, a kid I, who they really were, could they play were, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. AJ told me that years yeah. ago when I first saw it. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, they, were, was the actual, they were the actual musicians. Yeah, yeah. And I just love. A few parts of that movie just like really besides everything Jack Black does in that movie mm-hmm. makes me happy. But uh when he when he goes to, to um uh, after they have the initial performance in the beginning and he goes to like see the band and they're they're auditioning a new guitarist and they fire him. Yeah. And uh that whole scene is amazing. Just him like, you know, I got <laughs> Read between the lines, the Theo. Read between, Read between the lines. The lines. <laughs> yeah. I, I got inspiration out the ass, whatever. Like he yeah. just I just and and then for the way that it ended, um the encore like the whole performance. I Ooh, love the whole rock. performance. Ooh, yeah, rock. and then the yeah. encore. I just I know it's like you're suspending disbelief, but I, I just I love how it played out. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, I love that the parents were so enraged, but the, and I know it's super, it's a, it's a bit cheesy, but the parents are super enraged, and then they see them all playing, and they all come like full circle, like, oh shit, like these kids are super talented, like this band right. is amazing, and uh, I actually, I actually don't mind the band that they lose to that heal me I'm heartsick song. I have that like on my <laughs> playlist. Me. I have that on my playlist I'm at the gym. <laughs> What's the name of that band? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's heal me. I'm heartsick is the name of the song. Oh God. Oh, if me nuts, I can't remember the name of the band. <laughs> when they win. But, but that is literally the crowd no, goes crazy. No vacancy. School of fr- no, yeah. vacancy. No, yes. vacancy. no vacancy. That's it. <laughs> That is literally, yeah, like I said, that is literally on and the my, winner. Yeah. Battle of Bands does no vacancy. And you have the one guy in the crowd, no Woo! vacancy. Yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, that is literally on my fucking workout playlist in the gym. Like that, that Eel song gets me amped. It gets I'm me so amped. Sick. Dude, that movie is the reason Aiden now plays the drums. Like Aiden took <laughs> drum sure. lessons because Freddie of that Jones. movie. Because yeah. of Freddie, Freddie Jones. Jones. <laughs> yep. Marky, no Freddie, Freddie that's Jones, Freddie Jones, Jones, shut up! Yeah, Marky, have you seen School of Rock? I haven't, man. That's why oh, I've been quiet. Oh, dude, so you good, love dude. School of Rock. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> so good. No, Such yeah. Heal me. I've heard this. It's an inspiring song. One of the uh, like the like the better movies for like just soundtracks. I've heard that. Oh, so yeah. like as DP or uh, AJ was describing his movies for. Uh, one that he wanted good music for. But not, like, not just sense. that, though. Like, Rick, Richard Linklater directed it, but, like, it's all the classic rock that they throw in yeah. there and mm-hmm. the soundtrack for the movie. Like, it, it's amazing. I love every inch of that movie because of the music and because of 
um, how the lead character, which played by Jack Black, how, how um, I don't know, how obsessed, not obsessed, but like passionate he is about rock and roll. Like, I love the scene where he's realizing that they're all like, remember he sees them in music class and he's like, yes. But then he realizes, yeah. I heard you guys. Yeah. Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he shows Lawrence is a piano player, but he shows him how to play the keyboard. And then uh, the girl that's the, the cello player, he shows her how to be a bassist. Yeah, cello. yeah. Turn it this oh. way. Yeah. yeah, cello, you got a bass. It's, it's, uh, that, and that's an awesome movie. Again, another movie I could, like, like we talk about it a lot, like movies where flipping through the channels and we go, oh, shit. And we stop yeah, and stop. watch. I yeah. always stop School, of rock, School of rock every fucking time. No, no doubt. It's a great pick. Always, so great pick, always, 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 always. Nice. So we're on, we're on to round four now. Round four. DP, All hit right. me. All right, so I'm up. Uh, this is going to go quick because I know you, I've been begging y'all to watch this and you haven't. But like Andy, I wanted one for music. I wanted to hear some goddamn music. So th- this may be slightly cheating. But I'm taking the filmed version of the musical Hamilton. Because okay. god damn is it fucking brilliant. I know y'all haven't seen it. Correct. But y'all gotta watch it. <laughs> it is so goddamn good. And the music is amazing. Like I, I was thinking I could just bring like the audio CD soundtrack, but yeah, fuck it. I'll bring other music and bring this as a movie because it is so good. And like and there's so much there's so much in it um like the choreography every fucking dance move actually means something and the background of the set tells a story as it goes and like there's so much kind of deep meaning in everything that happens in this play that like the more you watch it the more you notice it and as I said, the music's fucking amazing. I love this musical. I've been telling you guys to watch it, and I know, I get, I'm the only one that watches it, but come apocalypse, motherfuckers, y'all gonna watch it with yeah. me. Oh, man. Yeah, DP, I, 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 you're right. I haven't seen it. I've heard wonderful things about it. The only thing I will say is um, the, the guy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. who he's, you know, he's, he wrote it. He, you know, yeah, his true. episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the funniest fucking things <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire. If you have not seen that episode of Curb, it is absolutely. I haven't seen that. Season. Oh, it's That's, fucking brilliant! It I've is literally. It is yeah. literally in my top ten favorite Curb yeah. episodes. It's hysterical. He if, is a he's a hilarious motherfucker. That dude, that dude has range. Dude, like, he's he is funny. Really, I've, seen, I've really, seen every Curb episode. So he's yes. funny as fuck. See that? But no, DP, I got it on the list. I wrote it down too. I will watch it. I will. You'll yeah, watch I mean, it in the Fallout Shelter. You'll I'll watch it in the Fallout Shelter. Yes. <laughs> if we find ourselves in uh, DP's. Fallout Shelter. We go over to DP's Fallout Shelter for movie night. I have a feeling he's going to lock the door and make us watch that. <laughs> You're goddamn right. And you know what? When it's over, you guys will thank me. Yeah, You'll I mean, all say, holy shit, dude. You're right. This is fucking brilliant. I guarantee you right. will. I haven't seen it. I was it. like you. I didn't want to watch it. I thought it was yeah. going to be garbage. And then I saw it and I can't believe how wrong I was. It was yeah. so good. Well, you know, I'd like to shit on it, and I will, but I haven't seen it. So, but it's wildly popular, you know. So, there's got to be something to it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, but like I said, I knew that would be short because y'all haven't seen it. So, hey, TW, number four. What do you got, homie? (laughs) Pick four. You have seven. Major League. Mm. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. High bar. Yeah. What's number four? I I know you guys know, um, you know me. You know my favorite movies. And I need to take at least two of them with me. Now, the good thing about this movie that I'm about to pick is... um, not only is it one of my favorite movies, but it actually gets a bunch of genres. It's, uh, it's action. It's thriller. It's funny at times. It's a mind fuck. It, like, it gets you in so many different ways. It has an unbelievable cast. It has an unbelievable director. And it's based off a book from an unbelievable writer. This is 1999. This movie is Fight Club. Oh nice. Oh wow. So this yeah, this is uh Goodness. this is again I'm going I'm going two Fincher movies. Uh for for the Fallout Shelter. I I do love Fincher. Just because just because it's obvious doesn't mean it should right. be right in Fight Club. I mean it's I remember seeing the movie. It came out in nineteen ninety-nine. I was you know nineteen years old when it came out. I remember seeing it in the movie theater for the first time and being like, Oh, that was pretty good. And then about Three or four days later, I went back and saw it again. I was like, holy flying fuck. The things I caught the second time around. It's one of these movies you could watch a hundred times and catch something different each time. There are so many little things yeah. about the movie that you you can't get unless you watch it over and over and over again. So I right. think it's a it, perfect it, it's a perfect pick for the shelter, but it's it also is. yeah, it's also, I mean, uh, come on, it's Brad Pitt. That's all people I love. Brad Pitt. Ed Norton, Helena Bottom Carter, motherfucking Meatloaf is in it. Man. Jared yeah. Leto. I mean, like you, you cannot go wrong with this movie, and it is just so deep and so crazy. I'm not saying it's a movie in the shelter that we can watch every single night because it's a lot, but it's a movie you could like, throw in once a month and go, "Holy shit, that's another thing I didn't know about this movie." It's heavy. Uh, yeah, very that's, heavy. That's a great movie. What's I? I don't know the name of the guy, but um. I just realized when I was watching that show, Mind Hunters on Netflix. Yeah. He's in fin- Fight Fincher. Club. Fincher produced that too. Fincher ah. directed seven episodes of Mind Hunter. Chuck Palahniuk is the writer. Um, it, it, it is just. Um, it, it is. What, it's been one of my favorite movies since since the second time I saw it. You know, Fight Club is what ushered in my love of Edward Norton. He is such a such an amazing actor. He he he's really one of those guys. Um, that can do it all. You look at he, you know, he plays a hundred and fifty pound little like weird nerdy guy in Fight Club. But just a couple of years before that, he was about a buck ninety as a neo-Nazi skinhead kicking the shit out of people in American History X. Like that guy, that guy gets into his characters. He's such an unbelievable actor. And that movie, Brad Pitt in that movie. Again, I'm going Brad Pitt again. I mean, David Fincher twice, Brad Pitt twice. Um, it's really, it's really one of my favorite. It's in my top three favorite movies. I think it's amazing. I know that Brad Pitt's always been regarded as uh, like a a cool guy, but that was the one that solidified it for me. Where he just came off as such a a badass motherfucker. Like he just moves around so cool, and his fight scenes. I mean, not to mention that he shredded. But, like, he just played such, like, a, a dude's dude in that movie. And had just an awesome, almost a, uh, I mean, every, I feel when that movie came out, there was a lot of, like, uh, I want to say almost, like, cosplaying people 
of just like doing their own little uh, fight clubs. Yeah, I can I? You guys, he, people I, walked out of the theater on that movie. What? I, I will admit. People walked out of, of the theater. Really? You walked uh, out of fight club? No, 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 no. I was one of those douchebags that actually In a like, fight club. Yeah. My friends yeah. and I when we were living on Almont Street, would actually oh, so in, in Medford, fight right? each other. Yeah, ex- 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 <laughs> yeah, except the the problem, DP, is you were you were uh, taking on a bunch of beta males, and so you just ta- <laughs> you just tapped them out within like thirty seconds. So it wasn't really Sometimes fighting. Sometimes it took me forty five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But hey, quick tangent. Speaking of Brad Pitt, dude, like looking back at his career. It, and especially at that era between Fight Club and like 12 Monkeys. Mm. Dude, Brad Pitt fucking crushed it at that time period. He's ridiculous. Like, he was so goddamn good. That was, yeah. I mean, he's always, he's continued to do great, but. Yeah. It was, but like, uh, what what that, year did Seven people, come out? People that mistakenly like attached him to Angelina Jolie and like. I don't yeah. know, and maybe I, I, he's yeah, a great like actor. He's just pretty, and that's why he gets roles, right? Thing. Yeah. No. And then no, he does shit like Twelve actor. Monkeys, where you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's amazing!" Yeah. T.W. What year did Fight or uh, Seven come out? Uh, Seven came out in 1995, and then he did uh, Twelve Monkeys that same year. Oh wow! Yeah. And then Fight Club '99. I feel like yeah. Personally, I feel like that was like some Brad Pitt heyday. I mean, that's just oh, like big when time, yeah. he was, he was crazy, uh, just yeah doing some. He awesome finally roles. won an Oscar. What yeah. uh, for once upon a time in yeah. Hollywood? So finally, yeah, yeah. Oh, did he? The guy, what, best, the guy's yeah, best supporting. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Finally, which was awesome. He played another badass dude, just like a guy's guy. Like that's I feel like not to typecast him, but he's just a cool motherfucker. Yeah, right. Agreed. He can't help it. <laughs> yeah. I want so to be fight, Brad Pitt. Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Good awesome. Pick. Good pick. Great pick. Marky. All right, Marky. Is it my turn What's next? What's your fourth? Yes, sir. Marky Bonnaroo. Right. What do you got? <laughs> Bonaparte. Bonaparte. Um, Marky Bonneville. <laughs> I did. Well. I did uh, Anchorman, then Last of the Mohicans, and then Mad Max, Fury Road. That's correct. And now for my fourth one. You are correct, sir. Thank you. I just want to kind of give everyone a recap there. I also was thinking about uh, movies and soundtracks that I always love. And I have the part of the soundtrack of this movie on CD that was in my car for a couple of years that I would always just press play and listen to. This is another Bill Murray movie. And when I was thinking about Bill Murray movies, I can't, you know, I was thinking about Groundhog Day, but this one has a special place in my heart and I know it's not for everybody. And I was actually just looking at the, uh, the like return in the box office. It didn't do well. And that makes me sad, but I love this movie and it's life aquatic with Steve Zissou, Wes Anderson, 2004, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Angelica Houston, I mean, it's just got a huge cast. And the soundtrack, a lot of it was done by uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, who's been in uh, the film industry since forever. He used to be in the band Devo. Or Devo, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Devo. But, <laughs> and the, yeah. But the, uh, the soundtrack CD that I had in my car was by uh, Sue George. 
and he's the one in the movie of Life Aquatic that does the Portuguese covers of the David Bowie songs, acoustic covers of David Bowie. I actually got the opportunity to see Sue George play in Charlotte. Uh, he, did, he did an event here, which was just beautiful. Love the guy. So I, I've had his CD. I got to see him live. Absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan of Dave Bowie. But, you know, this movie, it's not like uh, when people talk about Wes Anderson movies, they don't uh, always bring up Life Aquatic. But this is one of my favorites. And I understand like Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Grand Budapest. You know, there's there's other ones that uh, I, I love Grand Budapest. Yeah. So, you know, he's got some other hey, ones. Little Miss just... Sunshine, too. Uh, no. Oh, no. 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 Um, but he's he's just done great movies but the life aquatic one the reason i love that movie is it kind of goes into my love for sci-fi and just imagination and fantasy because this movie is somewhat realistic but bill murray's character plays like this jock cousteau kind of person that has a film crew that follows him around on his adventures and the animals and uh, sea life that he comes across are just barely not real like they're they're almost real it's it's i'm trying to remember some of the names of the uh you know it's i, I can't remember the exact names of some of the animals but it's like neon jellies and like uh, the uh the shark at the end is like this it, that it culminates to that he's been hunting the shark this whole time that that uh killed his best friend and mm. yeah the, it's just a I, I love the movie it gives me chills when i watch it just the the ending the build up because it's a silly movie but at the end there's like a very powerful like culmination of this old man coming to grips with his kind of just his overall arc in life mm-hmm. like he's lost his best friend at the beginning of the film he, you know, he's failing at, in his career. Everyone's falling out with him. He makes it his mission to go after this animal, to kill it. And he feels like by killing it, it'll bring him closure. His uh, son, played by Owen Wilson, comes along. He ends up losing his son along the way. And at the very end, he finally comes to this animal. And he's, he, he's got the opportunity to blow it up. And he just like comes face to face with it and he kind of just like forgives it and it's i don't know it's a uh you can look at it a lot of different ways but i just think it's 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 a fun movie but it's also deep and it's just got a a very strange bizarre soundtrack and it's also got a soundtrack of david bowie in portuguese so marky i will tell you i have seen the life aquatic um it was it was probably literally like 15 years ago and I, I saw it once. So I don't remember a ton of it, uh, but I do remember loving it. I thought it was awesome, but I was actually looking up Wes Anderson the other day because he has uh, a new movie coming out this year. That's it has a shitload of Oscar buzz. Yeah. And, uh, What's the so name I, of that one? I was trying to think about uh, that earlier. The French dispatch. That's but, it. Uh, I look, I started looking through his filmography as director. I mean, his writing and directing bottle rocket. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. Rushmore, awesome. World Ten of Bumps, awesome. Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, awesome. I haven't seen the Darjeeling Limited. I love uh, that one. It's really fantastic. Good. Mr. Fox, awesome. Moonrise Kingdom, awesome. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, 
Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Isle of Dogs or she's. Uh, Isle of Dogs is awesome. I haven't seen that. Uh, and then the French Dispatch is coming out this year. Guys, have you heard the lineup for this movie? Benicio del Toro, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Francis McDormand. I mean, Adrian Adrian Brody's been in uh, Bill, he was in uh, Grand Budapest. Bill Murray, Owen Wilson. Are you fucking kidding me? Bill Murray, this? Bill Murray, Owen Wilson. They've been in other. Yeah, so always, stuff, I mean, yeah. he's it, he's been building his uh, usual suspects because Bill yeah. Murray has been one of his go tos for a long time, and Eight Owen time. Wilson. Yeah, so I do I do love that movie. I, I love that I would love I love that you would bring that to the shelter because I would love to fucking watch it again. I yeah. remember enjoying it when I saw it. I, I just don't seen, remember it that much. I have not seen Life Aquatic. I remember. So, it, I remember it being like. I would I'm, love. I would love to see it. Yeah, I it's remember. Very bizarre. I remember finishing it and being like, "Oh, this was really good." And then I, I never watched it again. It was a long time ago. But it's it, it very bizarre because it's you know obviously Wes Anderson is always bizarre, but you know very. Bill Murray. It's I, I find this version of Bill Murray is just hilarious. He's like this awesome. old washed up sea captain, like adventurer that's like on the tail end of his career and he's just pissed off and smoking weed and drinking all the time. And he, he's just angry at everybody. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Jeff Goldblum plays this like half gay, like much more successful adventurer. It's, and they're like enemies or like, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, life aquatic, huge fan of that movie. I could watch that loads of times have, and we'll watch it again. Awesome. AJ, so it's up to you now. Pick number four. Uh, so I, I, I've agonized over this for a while because while I could be totally obvious and pick a film by a director that has not been mentioned or, or a film of his has not been done here, but, but I just have a movie that I actually watched it today, and I loved it more today than I even did the first time I watched it. And that's Memento, directed by Christopher yeah. Nolan. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's a deep movie. You can take a. There's a lot of times to watch that movie again and again. So I watched it. I actually watched it again today. And uh, how many movies did I, you watch today? <laughs> <laughs> I watched like six movies today, but anyway. Yeah. I found that um, Memento was more interesting when I watched it today than it was the first few times I watched it. And also, I love Christopher Nolan. I think he is fucking fabulous. I think he's one of the better directors out there right now. And I agree. I just dug Memento so much. And I could watch that over and over again just to pick up more clues as to what's going on. And figure it out sooner than I figured it out today. Yeah. And Guy Pierce, amazing. Yeah. And Good I picked pick. it. I picked it because it's it's a twisty turny thing, and it's a unique way of telling a story. And in the post apocalypse, I think it's cool to it'd be cool to have something like that as as an option. Yeah, well, that twisty that that movie, uh, like you have to pay attention all the way through, and you're yeah, you're constantly thinking about like 
you know, why the person's doing this. You're constantly thinking about the plot. It's not something that you can kind of just like zone out while watching. And yes. even you know, the character, like uh, Guy Pierce, at one point when he's he he kind of goes in and out of these uh, amnesia episodes, I guess, and like he's chasing a guy and he kind of comes to as he's chasing the guy and he's like wait am i chasing this guy or is he chasing me yeah, right and the, he's chasing and guy, me and the guy starts shooting at him the he's guy like, starts oh, shooting wait, at him he's chasing me he, he's chasing me yeah yeah that's a great movie yeah that's a movie uh that came out in 2000 and that was um that was definitely i was 20 so i was right around 20 years old so that was a time that i was even more of an insufferable movie cunt than I am now. Uh, so I would only go and see movies at uh, uh, DP, right in your area, fucking uh, Kendall Square in, in, in Cambridge. They have this awesome, it was like an indie movie theater that I would go to. I saw so many like cool under the radar movies there. That's where I saw Memento. Um, like I saw like You Can Count On Me there, Croupier there, like a lot of stuff that, you know, had these great reviews, but, you know, not a lot of, uh, didn't have like big fanfare because they were small budget movies. Memento I saw and I was fucking blown away when I saw it. I was obsessed with that movie. First of all, I love Guy Pierce. Uh, Joey Pants is the fucking man. Uh, what's her name? The girl from the Mary Ann Moss. She, yeah, she's she can get it. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed that. I loved, um, I loved the way I, I love that run back type of style that Christopher Nolan did. It's really unlike anything anyone's really ever done. In fact, I I went to this thing at that theater where they did at that same theater. I went there and they did that movie in chronological order, and I was like. Eh. Yeah, I didn't like it. the The reason that movie is so amazing is because of the way the story is because yeah. of the way it was told, right? Yeah, it was so amazing. I I, I really it's because it's because of the way uh, it reveals itself in that particular chronological yeah. way. Like, and as the, a viewer, you 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 have to piece that together yourself. It makes you think, and it it it's more enjoyable. I think you know it to have you kind of connect the dots almost like a detective, like what he's going through. That's, it puts you in his shoes trying to piece right. it together. Right. And so the reason I picked this movie was cause it's got that twisty turny thing where when multiple With viewings, well, this, the multiple viewings lends itself to, uh, yes, that's the to point figuring of, more, figuring more things out, you know? That, yeah. That's the point of our bunker pick. Yeah, DP. Have right. you seen Have you seen Memento, DP? I have. Yes, I was actually yeah, a big fan of it. Of course, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And it, I remember it was like right around the time of uh, like Darren Aronofsky started hitting it big too, with like Pie and yeah. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, and I saw Requiem at that those, theater. Yeah, that stretch of those kind of mind bending movies and. My I always fucks. kind of lump Memento into that group, and sure. uh, yeah, right, you're not wrong. definitely a group of movies that I I truly love. Like actually, Kendall Square is kind of where I was introduced to Darren Aronofsky. It's an awesome theater, so, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Badass. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah so. I is think still... I saw uh, Fight Club there. Yeah, Kendall. Is, is Kendall Square that theater? Is it still there? Oh yeah, yeah. So That's I mean. Good. Uh, well, for the past couple of months, it <laughs> hasn't been oh, open. Sure. But, it, but they are opening. Yeah. Theaters are opening. 
Yeah, but I almost went and saw Tenet today. But did you see Tenet? I I didn't go because it's three hours long. So speaking speaking of Christopher Nolan, uh, Tenet is in the theater. Yeah, fucking love Christopher Nolan. The only Christopher Nolan film besides Tenet I have not seen is Interstellar. Oh, that's a good movie. Mark, that's a great that one. Movie. Yeah, I love that one, AJ. You should watch that. Um, I but should. It's, you, you guys are lucky, man, because the uh, the two like art house theaters that Charlotte had, they both they both had to permanently close their doors because of COVID. Actually, oh. one of them one of them had to close their doors permanently because of COVID, and one of them closed their doors and just sold out before COVID hit. Like they just sold out because of money. It wasn't just sucks all right so we're through we're through so four rounds we yeah. are we are we are at we are at the final round we are at our basically our number final one picks. dp so are we, how are we doing it again are we doing our are we do we're waiting till the end to do yeah well we'll do honorable mentions at the end let's, the, let's yeah. get our last Hit me. movie in here Hit me. Film Perfect. Five. GP. love it so obviously i i i needed a uh a funny movie. I needed a comedy. I needed an action movie. I needed a romantic movie. But then I thought, what if I wanted all of them at the same fucking time? Can't be done. <laughs> oh no, it can be. Yeah, and it was we, done beautifully. Yeah, we know where this is going. With the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> oh my god. The Princess Bride. Yeah, now I knew you it. Cannot, of you guys picked not it. bring that movie with you. It Absolutely. is the yeah. greatest. Well, I'm glad you did because it definitely crossed my mind. Yeah, it's one of those like I said, it really has everything. Like it, at the beginning of the movie when grandpa's talking to Fred Savage there and he's like, Oh yes, it's got so- sports and it's got this, you know. He laid it all out. It does. It's got everything you could want in a movie. It took this big idiot, Andre the Giant, and made him so goddamn endearing. And, you know, even made, like, the bad guys kind of... They weren't terrible. You know, they were just kind of bad guys. So you could root against them, but they weren't terrible. And, you know, Carrie Elwes truly brilliant as wesley slash the dread pirate roberts as it's got everything you could ask for in a movie and it's to me and probably to anyone with a brain uh the greatest movie ever made so (laughs) it is a pretty just solid all around goddamn good movie yeah it's one of those movies i talk about from time to time that it's it's one of those perfect movies it's it's complete it has a perfectly told story it has perfect casting it it has a really amazing payoff ending um it's just a it's it's a perfect viewing experience for a movie so yeah it's one of those ones we absolutely could not live without in 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 the fallout shelter i couldn't agree more the i know it's you know one of the most quoted lines from the movie but the scene at the end where Inigo Montoya gets his revenge on the sixth oh, man. Oh God. And he's, he keeps repeating his uh, mantra, you know, you kill my yeah. father. It was so lighthearted. And then that line. And so intense. Powerful. So yeah. intense. And the, oh. the, 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 the music's going with it. He keeps yeah. like uh six finger man keeps thrusting at him and he's blocking it. And the music's like, bam, bam, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, powerful. So good. I you you waited for bitch. that moment. The minute oh. you you met Inigo, you waited for that moment yeah. Yeah. for yeah. the rest of the fucking movie. And, and yeah, what a payoff. What a DP payoff. Said oh. it, yeah, he, he catches his sword and then yeah. Anything you wish, anything yeah. you desire. Yeah, oh, yeah. my fella back, you son of a bitch. Oh, oh. It's so good. Yeah. I just got chills when you said that. It's yeah. So good. Dude, and I, the brilliance of uh, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane. Oh, who so, just so, so, had so that scene. small yeah. little part of the movie, but so, was so fucking brilliant. I always knew that was Billy Crystal, but I never knew that it was uh, Crystal Kane. Carol from, Kane. Uh, yeah. Carol Kane from um, uh, the uh, Kimmy Schmidt show. Like I, that's what I know her from. The dead don't die. Yes, like, oh, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kimmy Schmidt was a great show. <laughs> yeah. Aj, Aj, you you don't talk a lot about the Princess Bride. What are your thoughts on it? I'm a big Princess Bride fan. Like you I, have to I, be. I, You'd yeah. be dead inside if, if we would have locked you out the bunker. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't put it on my list because I knew TP would put it on his. Yeah, yeah. it was a given. Yeah, I, yeah of course. Excellent. Great movie. Love it. <laughs> All right. So is it me now? Right. GW, what is your fifth film to bring in to, to Fallout Shelter for the apocalypse? Yeah, this is like the reverse draft. Like, you know, like this is like mm-hmm. my number one yeah. overall pick. Um, this is one of, if not my favorite movies, I, I go back and forth with a few others. Um not only is this movie one of my favorites, but if we're in we're in the shit in the Fallout Shelter, we're gonna need something that will give us some fucking hope too. All right. And if this movie doesn't inspire hope to watch a character go through the shit for 19 years and then battle through and, and get out, then nothing else will give us hope. And this movie is a Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Thank you. Yes. called it. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it is one of my, it is in my top three. It's probably, it, it, it's probably my favorite movie of all time. It is brilliantly acted. It is brilliantly written. It's based off of a fucking Stephen King uh, short story. And it's built into this unbelievable fucking movie. Uh, Tim Robbins, uh, Morgan Freeman. It's directed by Frank Darabont. It, it is. I remember talking to a good friend of mine, and I'm sorry to drop names, uh, but a good friend of mine, Andy Levine, who I, I, I was one of the better movie guys. I, I, I know, I knew too. He was, and he got into production and things like that in his career. I remember him telling me about Shawshank. He's like, that is the most perfect movie I've ever seen in my life. All the shots are beautiful. All the acting is beautiful. The directing, the cutting, the everything. That is one of the tightest movies you will ever, ever see. And there is something about Tim Robbins crawling through hundreds of yards of literal shit. And then coming out at the end in the pouring rain and ripping his yeah. fucking clothes yeah. off. And that freeing moment for a crime. Coming out clean on the other end. Right. In this moment (laughs) to get out of this crime that he did not commit. Oh, and then the payoff in the end, the the fuck job he did on the warden. Like the, oh my God. It it is. is Yeah. Seriously. 
how often do you look at a man's shoes? It's so true, though. <laughs> it's so true. And the payoff in that movie, my God, there is nothing. I, I cannot think of a movie that has a better payoff than that where you're just like, yeah, fuck you, fuck that guy. And then they have that brilliant ending where Morgan Freeman actually gets out and he has that unbelievable moment where, you know, he is at the parole hearing and he, he gets paroled and, and they just show them as the camera is fading away. They show the two of them come together and hug it, that for me, I could watch that one billion times and not get sick of it. It was so amazing. It's my favorite movie of all time. I have to have it with me. So I, I, I agree with you and I love that movie. But as you were talking about the ending, I was just thinking about that Family Guy episode where <laughs> it, it, it's like... Do you uh, remember Pete, the name of the place? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. He finds the note under the rock. Do you remember the name? Say Watsoneo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Family Guy, yeah, the way it goes is he can't remember the name. It just yeah, of right course. There. Yeah, it sucks. My favorite part of that Family Guy episode was he's like, you know, he'd been here for so long and didn't say two words to anyone vagina boob. By him? vagina boob dp why do i still remember that line the vagina boob is my favorite oh, line from that whole episode. dp and i watched the same episode of family guy too long hey jerk off let's focus on the brilliance right, of that movie sorry. yes you cunts all right vagina uh, boob do, dp uh do you love shawshank it's it's one of those ones that like as you're flipping through cable you see it's on you fucking stop How every you? single time yeah so good it's it's so good i never get sick of it so marky stop yeah. laughing about fucking family guy <laughs> tell me you, so, you love shawshank please tell me you love shawshank of course I love Shawshank, but I'm just thinking about that Family Guy episode. <laughs> All right. There's also, wait, hold on. There's also a reference where they talk about Peter Sparks because he had been in there for so long and his sparks just like made like an open hallway sound because he was getting railed by his sisters. <laughs> Two things never happened again. Yeah. He never walked and his farts never made another sound. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, my no. God. All right. Sorry. And, and uh, all right. Back to Shawshank. AJ, AJ, do you love Shawshank? Do I love Shawshank? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Huge fan. Um, it was on my list. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna put that in one of my five, but mm. I held off, just thinking someone would. Nice. Um, Morgan Freeman as Red is uh, it's uh, my safe space. Like I just love him. I just love everything he does in that film. Yeah, I love Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I just yeah. think he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. Always- it's such it's such like it's <clears throat> such a it's a story of redemption and and hope. Where there's no hope. Hey, there's, actually, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Actually, to the two cunts laughing over over Family Guy. Do you remember I'm the done. episode? Do you remember the episode where uh, Stewie was like, "Hey, who do the kids like these days?" Oh, Morgan Freeman. Like, <laughs> come on, right. 
Great. But no, Morgan Freeman plays that character like in this movie and so many movies where he's like just like a, such a reassuring, like safe space kind of guy. You know, like right. it's it maybe it's just his voice, but it's like his demeanor. And like he never even in prison in Shawshank, he's not like a scary dude. He's like this like the safe, like grandfather kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marky, it's weird. He's like he's like a badass but an ex- yeah. unbelievably like gentle subtle role yeah like, he's and just what, one of those dudes you don't fuck with we uh one of you guys had a movie earlier oh seven just uh yeah. and morgan freeman in that movie same thing like he's like the uh the old school guy he's about to retire and he just like has all the experience on the job he just seems like the kind of dude that you want to learn from you want to be close to is like a mentor like a, a grandfather he, he didn't have beautiful person so that's me i guess marky mm. what's your what's your first round pick what's yeah. your what's your number marky. one marky what's your final pick so my final pick um if you don't mind i'll recap real quick i did anchorman last of the mohicans mad max fury road life aquatic for my final movie um tw if i'm being honest like everything that you said building up to your shawshank movie uh i felt the same for my movie it's one of my favorites it's one that I could watch again and again, although it's not nearly as uh, deep or just like well-rounded as your movie, but it's one that I've watched so many times. I'll watch it forever. And it's 28 Days Later. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Another apocalypse movie. So good. I'm a huge fan of just the zombie genre. And this one to me, I'm a massive fan of the zombie genre. And this one to me is the top one. Cillian Murphy, Brendan Gleeson. It's just so goddamn good. Uh, you know, there's some other outstanding side roles from characters. One of the reasons why I like this movie so much is partly because it like makes the zombie theme seem like it very much more plausible than a lot of other movies that are just like, Oh, you know, somebody ate a bad potato and now everyone's fucking zombies. <laughs> it's this, this one somehow like makes more sense. And also the protagonist played by Cillian Murphy is uh, a believable, a believable person in the apocalypse. He's in a coma when the outbreak happens and he wakes up after shit has really hit the fan so for the first part of the movie he's trying to find his way through the city it's based in london i guess it's somewhere in the uk and he's trying to find his way through the city and just trying to piece together what happened and it's a fun ride as a as the viewer and it still is after a hundred times that i've watched it just seeing him navigate this hellscape of a city where there's no one around. He has zero idea what's happened. And he's out there yelling in the streets. Hello. Hello. Yeah, like, you know, where is everybody? Super he's haunting. At, yeah. Absolutely alone. And he starts getting clues. He eventually gets picked up by people and then they like break it down to him. And then these people are telling him like haunting stories of how it first went down. And then those people, like one of them quickly just gets killed off just like that. And then he ends up sticking with the other one, which is just like very hard nose. Like, you know, you keep up with me or you're fucking dead. And he runs through it and he's still, because he's kind of late to the party, 
he still has this i kind of like this uh like you know charm about him like a, the the way things used to be where like he just you know is kind of a little bit more laid back where everyone else that's been battling these zombies this whole time is like much more just hard just crazy you know don't fall behind you're gonna fucking die and he's always just kind of lollygagging but brendan gleason outstanding actor uh he's in there you know they they get together for a little bit but the the reason my favorite part about this movie is at the end so this cillian murphy character who hasn't really done much but just kind of like tagged along with everybody ends up falling in with these soldiers at the end of this movie and they find out that the soldiers are trying to rebuild this utopia just by collecting women and breeding and he's like nope fuck that i'm taking you know the two females that are with me out of here because you guys are all fucked out of your mind they knock them unconscious they try to take them outside and execute them he escapes mm -hmm. and then he's just running around shirtless with no weapon outsmarting all these soldiers and these zombies and just playing everybody kind of against each other like hiding in the shadows and it's it's the the soundtrack at the end of the movie just builds up and crescendos into this just like brutal like hand-to-hand -hand, just caveman-esque just de de devolution into just madness and i just think it ends beautifully yeah, it, it it's a really really great flick. I I, I love Twenty Eight Days Later. I I saw Twenty Eight Weeks Later too. I a little bit different flair. Yeah, Twenty Eight Days definitely is the most. It's the more raw. It's gritty and dark and just raw. It is ruthless. the most realistic zombie movie I've ever fucking yeah. seen. Yeah, so. Twenty Eight Twenty Eight Weeks Later is great. Um, tw the opening scene to Twenty Eight Twenty Eight Weeks Later is very haunting and beautifully done but uh as a whole the movie 28 days later uh done by danny boyle and written by our boy alex garland yeah which yeah fucking Definitely. fantastic yeah so uh so that that leaves us to our final pick final round final number 20 the pick that's going to the follow shelters aj AJ, what do you got? Your final my, pick. <laughs> Your number five. Yeah. My final pick was based on, like, when I was a kid. There were certain movies I watched a lot, and there were certain movies I just identified with and just they spoke to me. And so this one, Boys in the Hood. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, random, but a great fucking movie. Awesome movie. Fucking uh, super, uh, super underrated movie. Super underrated performances. Unbelievable performance from Lawrence Fishburne in that movie. Huge fan. I watched that movie so many times. I just, I don't know. I, I could see myself watching it forever. Dude, I remember when we were kids, you know, when that movie first came out, I remember you saw it and you telling me about that movie and how much you loved it. And you were, you know, broke down the whole movie. You told me how the whole thing went down. And then uh, 
it was kind of like when you ruined that movie Heat for me. It was, it was <laughs> the same. It was the same scenario. But then I saw it. No, 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 you didn't ruin it. It was still good. AJ was still good. You knew the Heat thing was going to come up at some point. But wow. Boys in the Hood is an awesome movie. Uh, that is a great movie. Boys in the Hood is uh, John Singleton. It's uh, brilliant. It's one of the finer films, like uh, based on that that South Central LA gang violence, like what it was like to grow up in that in that area. Was that Ice and, Cube's uh, first foray into the movie screen? Yes, yeah, yes, probably. Definitely. I would assume, and it was good. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr., Morris Chestnut, uh, Lars Fishburne. It's just. Ice Cube, super underrated actor. He's actually yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. He, came, he came out and really made a I mean, name, of himself, name for himself in the movies. Did, did, did some family movies, but made a lot of money doing it. Yeah, I mean, the Friday movies alone. Oh, Friday, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious shit. So. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. <laughs> in the goddamn Eat, refrigerator. Eating up all the goddamn food. <laughs> Uh, but AJ, yeah, no, that's a great pick. No, I've never actually that. seen Boys in the Hood. You should, oh, dude. Put yeah. it on your list. It's, yeah, it's write that one down. Great. It's really good, and it's timeless. Like it's one of those yeah. movies that, um, it's 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 a it's a tough take because it's not a happy ending, and it's never mm. going to be. So, oh, it's you know, I yeah. feel like I know the way that movie ends just because, like, I've seen interpretations and also spoofs on that movie. Yeah. Like, um, Don't Be a Menace to Society. I'm sure, like, spoofed the hell out of that movie, The Wayne's Brothers. Yeah. Great flick. Great pick, AJ. I love that. Um, overall, these are like, 20 great fucking movies yeah. that if we were in the shit, yeah. we could we could absolutely watch and not get sick of any 20. We'd rotate through them and it'd be fucking great. Really, really good. Do we uh quickly want to run through um uh some uh some honorable mentions? Because I have one that I wanted to put in, but AJ, I was convinced you were going to pick this movie, so I did. Oh, I'd love I'm, to hear that. I'm surprised none of you guys picked Clue. Yeah, I that's know. What, that's I, that, my honorable mention as well. Yeah. See, DP, I thought you would pick Clue. Fuck. I thought someone else would, so I went with Airplane. Fuck. Nice. So that, and for me, AJ, I thought you were going to pick Swingers. And uh, Swingers is one of my favorite movies. I, I was convinced it was going to be one of yours, so I didn't put it in mine. God damn it, I fucked up. I, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got four movies on my list that I left out that I was – very closely considering throwing in. What are All right, they? so what do you got? All right, so uh, real quickly, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gentleman Broncos, that's like an unknown comedy. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. Hilarious movie. If you guys haven't seen it, write it down. It's done by the same guy that did Napoleon Dynamite, so it's got a very weird flavor to it, mm-hmm. but hilarious Happy. movie. It's, it's also got Jermaine Clement. So Sam Rockwell, Jermaine Clement, and a comedy movie. I think it's worth a watch. Um, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. And then also uh, Unforgiven. But I thought Unforgiven might 
might be a little bit too bleak, so I left that one off. Yeah, so, no. So, those so all deserve. I, those all deserve so, to come. So I so I pivoted. I was gonna pick uh, Goodfellas. So yeah. God damn it! Yeah. So uh, one yeah. of I I had already mentioned I was gonna go with uh, Reservoir Dogs, but luckily yeah. AJ took uh, Pulp Fiction, so we were all right with that. Oh, I was also thinking uh, Django Unchained. I just wanted to throw that one in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great. I just terms. love a good I love I just, Django. Yeah. I just love a good shootout, and that that movie has some of the best cowboy shootouts oh, ever. Absolutely, yeah, no doubt. And so, then, um, yeah, obviously, so Clue, which we just mentioned, yeah. and I got two more honorable mentions that, like, I mean, it's to the point where I'm thinking of just leaving the bunker if I don't have these two movies. I f- was hoping someone else would pick them, but how everyone left off, my cousin Vinny. Fuck. And Fuck. a few good men. God damn it. Like, I'm I haven't the seen motherfucking both bunker. of those. What? So I'd be okay All with, right, you know with, what? if there's uh, one there. Marky, you're off. Uh, oh, can we damn. get Sam next week? Yeah, Marky, <laughs> Marky, <laughs> when, you say, when you say off, you mean off the podcast? He's yeah, suspended. Oh, yeah. off the podcast. He's suspended. Sammy, it, what if I you're on next right week, now. baby girl. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, uh, a few good men. I every time I see it on cable, I watch it, yeah. and I never get sick of it. Like I can do the the dialogue myself. I can go back and forth between Kathy and Jessup, word for word, every single time. My cousin Vinny, same thing. Like every fucking line in that movie is so, good. so hilarious. So good. so good, dude. Again, did I bring this up before, Mister Trotter? Yeah. But it, like that movie was supposed to be for Andrew Mr. Dice Clay. Oh yeah, yeah, Dice. and yeah, they were supposed to go to Dice, but it went to Pesci instead, and mm. Pesci fucking crushed it to the point like Mercer Tomei won an Oscar. Yeah, no one ever wins Oscars for comedies. Never, so, it's rare. Yeah, love that movie. It's because Mercer Tomei is a badass actress, and yeah. and she and she can get it. If you haven't seen her in The Wrestler, I mean, she can get it. Yeah, that was 12 but, uh, years ago. Have you seen her as fucking Aunt May in Spider-Man? Woo! No, but I'm sure it. she can get it. But uh, All right, boys. Well, all right. So we got our, we got our 20. Uh, maybe next time we, uh, we up it, if we ever do this again. Because apparently we're not happy with some of the movies that were left out. That's okay. Uh, again, this was a great topic. It was our first foray into this, but... I think it was great. In all honesty, if I had those 20 movies that we picked tonight in the this completely hypothetical, uh, these bunkers that we could go and yeah. see each other, I'd be very, very connected by the hyperloop. Yeah, this is yeah. right. pretty Your outrageous boy, yeah. theory, but if this was the situation... I like these 20 movies. Yeah, I, I rule nothing out anymore. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was really, really great. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about this before we wrap? Mm-hmm. You guys good? AJ, yeah. no. great, great fucking topic. I love yeah, it. Man. It was totally outside the box. I had so much fun with this tonight. I really did. I was I, thinking I, about I was it all week. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really uh, an absolute think piece. So it was really good. Outside the box. Loved it. Uh, next week it is DP. Oh, hey now. Have you thought at all what's going on with your? Oh, I've been week? thinking a lot. Uh, I haven't nailed it down. So. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, no we'll problem talk about it next week. We'll, we'll right. leave it as a big surprise for our adoring, adoring fans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice. tech, tech, let us know over the weekend what you think. And uh, we, 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 will, uh, we will do, you know, you've had some great ones. And you, you're an outside the box kind of guy. So maybe, yeah. maybe that'll, that'll be your thing next week. If not, you just do something cool. I'm sure it'll be fucking great. Uh, again, if you guys don't have anything else uh, before we wrap, good. I'll take your silence as that. Uh, AJ, again. I got one thing. Can yes. I just say one thing? Yeah. Hey, uh, if y'all listen to this, you enjoyed it. Email us your five apocalypse movies. Yeah. Send them to yeah. uh, moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. We'll read them off next week. We'll rate them. Maybe we'll give a prize to whoever has the best five movies. Yeah, For I'm anyone gonna, that writes in. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna Facebook that shit too. I, I want to see if yeah. anybody will, will will do that yeah. as well. Once again, AJ, dude, fucking amazing topic this week. Totally outside the box. You yeah. fucking crushed it. Well, one thing uh, I will add, DW and AJ was said uh, it was hard trying to narrow down the five movies that I wanted to bring into the bunker. It's not easy. It's not easy. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I think we all picked five. Great fucking movies. Great job this week. We will pick it up next week. DP, it's on you. Yes, sir. Balls in your hand, baby. Balls in your hand. Clock's running out. Take a the, shot. The balls are yours, in kid. your hand. Done. Yeah, literally. But uh, yeah. what else is uh, new? Yeah. <laughs> Great job this week, guys. And uh, we'll pick it up again a week from now. Uh, that's it for the evening. We'll call it. Night. Night, night. Wakanda forever. The movie council is adjourned.